three, two, one, we're live. Happy Friday and good morning to all. This is the G Meeker MMA Show, episode 185, and my name is Gabriel Hernandez. Obviously, you know that. But we're live, folks. Episode 185. It is May 24th, 2018. Good to be back. Earliest podcast I've done. Just a side note for anybody. It is currently 6.30 a.m. here, Pacific Time, California. Decided to woke up, wake up, excuse me. It's crazy as it is. I didn't even sleep. I mean, I did, but I didn't sleep in, like, if I didn't have anything to do tomorrow, like a weekend and stuff. You know how you're in school and shit like that, and you sleep in because you don't have to wake up early in the morning? Well, in my case, it goes the opposite. And I'm pretty sure I can speak for a lot of other people. When you're supposed to sleep and have enough sleep, you don't sleep. You stay up a little bit later. You play video games. You socialize with your friends. You're out with your girlfriends. It doesn't matter what you're doing. But, like, you know, you get the gist of what it is. But I don't do that even on the days that I have off. I don't do that. But somehow I'm still up with the most fucking energy in the world. So it's like, you know, there's been a lot of shit going on in the mixed martial arts world that I just can't wait to talk about. I have all my thoughts on them. And, you know, that forced me, motivated me kind of to do the podcast in the morning. And I, obviously I've been off for a long time because I've been busy and I've been doing a lot of other things, you know, a lot of personal stuff, getting better in life and a lot of other um, things that I've had to attend to, to where I haven't been able to sit down and officially, you know, like dedicate my time to the podcast when it comes, just, just, it, it's not an ongoing thing. It's just, you know, sometimes people get busy. I haven't been gone for too long. I'm still just as fresh as ever. We're gonna have a great show today. Um, I've been real excited to talk about, you know, a lot of these things that I've been seeing in the headlines. So many amazing fights, amazing knockouts, big news, um, breakthrough fighters, Breakthrough performances, big things, and other organizations as like the PFL, if you watched yesterday. Um, Bellator has been doing some uh, amazing things. Some breakout stars coming out of there. It's been real exciting to watch and pay attention to. Um, the UFC obviously has is a top-tier organization, in my opinion. Obviously, my opinion, amongst thousands of other people's opinions. But um, there's been a lot more. MMA on lately, and I've been thinking about that a lot this morning, uh, last night, this morning, and I'm like, you know what? I follow a lot of these people on social media, PFL, Bellator, um, One Championship, and there's stories to come out of all of them, and that's what makes it so fantastic. I mean, you look at PFL's last last few fights last night, I got to catch up on them and stuff because I really didn't see them, and nor was I expecting those solid ass performances. But damn. They're putting on some serious, fun fights, some knockout performances. I mean, some knock highlight realm knockouts, potential knockouts of the year. Go back and watch them. PFL, I think it was PFL two on ESPN Plus. If you can catch it on there, if you probably uh, didn't get to see it last night, I think that's what I'm going to do. Go back, I'll go on ESPN, um, the ESPN app, and just rewatch the fights if they're able to play. I, I haven't tried it yet, so I don't know how the whole streaming service is all set up, and if you can go back and watch old content and stuff, and old fights and all that. I know the app's great and stuff, but I just haven't fucked with it yet. I haven't toyed with it, so I really don't know what and how it works and stuff, but um, quickly before we begin, just as we always do, our show is available on Spotify, 
iHeartRadio, um, Apple Podcasts, as well as Android. If you have Android, you, there's many varieties of apps you can use. But whatever you use to get your podcast, we're most likely going to be available. So we're mainly available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, CastBox.fm. Podbean.fm and Podbay are some of the ones that come to mind. Um, Stitcher, I think, as well. But overall, I think they're all, you'll be able to find it on all major podcast providers. So whatever whatever podcast um, provider you use, most likely our podcast is on there. It, that, that was a huge problem in the very beginning. A lot of people weren't able to get subscribe to the podcast and I had a hard time trying to explain where it came from or how to um what is it what is it how to subscribe because the software that I used to use in the beginning was strictly dominant through iPhone it was only available for iPhone and the podcast was strictly only on one spot which was iTunes for me it was like the biggest thing for me because it was iTunes everybody had it you were able to access it you could find it you could type it in it was there it was my content everything was there but the thing is I had a lot of friends I knew of a lot of people that you know used Androids everybody's divided so everyone had Androids some people had iPhones most likely all the people I talked to were with Androids and the people with iPhones it was just a pain in the ass so like I said translating to Anchor and stuff how I used Anchor Radio now everything's just been so much more solid so I, I appreciate the usage of Anchor I use it every single time Anchor is a home it's the number one podcasting app in the world in my opinion if you're crazy if you don't agree with me but yeah that's how i use it so i don't know i'm digressing quick little side notes we're available spotify iHeartRadio, radio two of the biggest ones in the world so catch our show on there and voila there we go this episode of the g meeker mma show will be absolutely filled with exciting news events things that happened over the last couple weeks in the fight world along with any other thing that comes to mind basically but um how about Rafael Dos Anjos coming back after a two fight losing skid to defeat the Motown phenom Kevin Lee my fourth round submission arm triangle choke fantastic performance first round was a little uh, you know Kevin Lee looked great in the first round you know we kind of thought maybe this was a crossroads fight as I've heard many other people say and stuff but it's like I think Rafael Dos Anjos looked good and you got you got to remember this guy is a former UFC lightweight champion dominant victories Dominant wins, some of the uh, most brutal finishes in UFC history. Um, he holds some wins over some notable figures in UFC history, being Nate Diaz, um, Donald Cerrone. If you look at Donald Cerrone now, his fantastic performances, his resurgence since becoming a dad, everything Cerrone's been doing, you just got to think. Rafael Dos Anjos beat him twice. And the second time was more convincing, so it was pretty, um, it was pretty crazy. I mean, you got to look. I mean, his fantastic performance against Robbie Lawler. His knockout over Benson Henderson. No one ever knocked out Benson Henderson still to this day other than Rafael Dos Anjos. I mean, he, he's put all of his tools together. And side note for quick and uh, basic fans out there who don't know about this and don't do the research. Go back 
years and years and years, Dos Anjos started off as a jiu-jitsu guy. Turned to one of the best strikers, one of the most feared strikers in the lightweight division with some knockout power and versatile skills. He can do it all. Flying knees, kicks, punches, elbows, name it. Former world champion. Um, what I thought about his performance, obviously, like I said, it looked, he looked good. He came back after two rough losses, but also the losses were at 170. But, you know, to me, it does seem that his intentions are to stay at 170. So I don't really know about the whole 155 thing because I don't know if you remember on Ariel Hawani's show, he, uh, he was talking to him about, you know, if he were to meet Conor McGregor potentially uh, in a fight, which weight class would it be at? 155 or 170? You know, he said kind of like a 165 or, or, or 170. He doesn't want to cut down to 155. Like these fighters, after a long time, you know, as they get older, their body's sticking up. Weight cutting gets harder and harder and harder on their bodies, even harder than it should be. You know, it, it gets harder and than it used to be. It used to be easier when they were younger, but as you get older, just everything starts getting harder and harder and harder, and you got to start doing things a little bit more differently. So um, Dos Anjos looks good at 170. You know, obviously has more wins than losses at 170. And if you look at who Dos Anjos lost to at 170, it was former interim champion Colby Covington and reigning defending UFC welterweight champion Kamar Usman. So those aren't two bad losses, but they're two losses to two people who have similar styles. Could argue and say Kamaru's a little better and more effective with his pressure in his top game, as we've seen in his last fight with Tyron Woodley. You know, obviously, and he's kind of like the black Habib Nurmagomedov. Colby Covington's a little more polished in the striking department, I'd like to say. Or, in other words, saying, like, you know, he's shown a lot more striking. I mean, Kamaru has too. I mean, you'll never forget that knockout of Sergio Moraes that he implemented. Um, hey, since then, since the last episode, I've been on the Anakin Florian podcast. That was pretty fucking awesome. Just a quick little side note. We'll talk about that in a second. Let me continue before I digress. Um, yeah, so I mean, Kamaru, Kamaru, Colby, they're both two of the top tier fighters in the world. And I think if Kamaru did fight Tyron Woodley again, I think he would look to implement some of the same things. On Tyron's behalf, he would look to defend and do a lot more than what he was able to do in that fight. He essentially just got laid on for five rounds and wasn't able to do shit. There wasn't really anything to happen. The only time that he stand, stood up was when in between rounds and he didn't get taken down and dominated. I thought Tyron's performance would be a lot more, you know, I thought it would be, we would see a lot more out of him in that fight, but that's a different topic for a different day. The welterweight division's looking very solid. Obviously, Santiago Ponzinibbio, Rafael Dos Anjos back in the mix. I mean, you still got Robbie Lawler, Ben Askren. I mean, Showtime Pettis making the jump to 170, knockout punch, knockout Superman punch over uh, Stephen Thompson looking amazing. Um, Jorge Masvidal's starching of Darren Till. I mean, 170 is looking hot right now. It's looking fantastic. There's a lot of fights to make. There's a lot of stars. There's a lot of a lot of top tier fighters crammed into a tiny division title wise it makes it a little bit difficult to book fights big top tier fights depending on the situation more so for the title shot talks so if you want to be in title shot talks basically like in talks to fight for the world title and oh i want them the next fight for me for a title or number one contender blah 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 it, it, 
it's going to be hard because there's just like so many people. One fight on one night could change a whole landscape. One guy can change a whole landscape. One woman can change a whole landscape. I mean, look at Connor, you know, still dabbling in the, uh, with Habib's camp, still dabbling with a potential rematch with Habib down the line if it does sell. But that doesn't seem like the plan. But, you know, one thing could change. You know, Connor could jump right in the middle of all this. Dustin Poirier, um, Tony Ferguson, everyone. He could jump jump the line, potentially, and fight Habib in a rematch. Imagine that in Abu Dhabi. Talk about traveling to someone's freaking backyard. Abu Dhabi would be the absolute murder point neighborhood of Habib. I mean, you basically go to fucking Abu Dhabi, dude. Habib is going to be heavily favored there. I don't know why I fucked up with the whatever the fuck I just said. I don't know why. Dude, it's 6.47 in the morning, motherfuckers. You guys got to get me some fucking leeway on this shit. Um, like I said, welcome in, guys. It's, it's fucking awesome to have everyone back. It's awesome to be back. It's not awesome to um, continuously be able to talk about everything that I love, the sport that I love, everyone. Um and, you know, like I said, we've been off, we were off for a little bit, but, you know, sometimes you come back better than ever. Let's continue with Rafael Dos Anjos for just a, a couple more seconds. Next fight for him, I'd like to see the Pontenabio fight because Pontenabio's been wanting to fight him for a very long time. He's talked about him on multiple occasions. Um, Dos Anjos didn't really seem too interested in that fight. I don't know why. Um, maybe he's looking to become a world champion again and fighting a guy like Pontinibio won't really do much for him at this point. I mean, two guys that are, you know, on a collision course, two heavily talented guys. Pontinibio's on a winning streak. Uh, he's looked impressive. Um, but star power wise, this is probably the way he's looking at it. What is this fight going to do for me? How is this going to benefit my career? It's not going to get you one step closer to a title shot with the win over Ponzinibbio. Guaranteed, it's not. I mean, it'll be a win in the books. You will have stopped a guy with the win streak if it came down to that. But that's not the case here. I mean, um, title shot-wise, who should be next for Kamaru? Colby Covington. That's the only other talks that I've heard of for later on this year. Potentially a few months down the line from now, hopefully, well to a title fight. Tyron Woodley's injured out of his fight with Robbie Lawler, so we don't get Tyron Woodley versus Kamaro too. I mean, you don't even get Tyron Woodley back in action. Whenever Tyron comes back and you know gets a win under his belt, he he's right in there too. So you you can't forget about Tyron Woodley. You know, I mentioned the welterweight division earlier. I didn't mention the name Tyron Woodley, but you got to put the world welterweight champion or former welterweight champion back in the mix for that. So like I said, Rafael dos Anjos, Santiago Ponzinibbio, or you know dos Anjos versus anybody in the top ten right now. I don't know necessarily if the title shots coming in his next fight. Um, we a landscape of the 170 pound division and all the credentials of everyone you know there's a couple more people ahead of him that are on respective win streaks that have big wins you know that have beaten him and stuff and you know it's a log jam 170 pounds so for Rafael Dos Anjos the smart move I thought was you know calling for the Connor fight but at this point everyone's calling for the Connor fight um everyone's calling for the Diaz fights and at this point in time you know respectively 
you know, Nate Diaz is fighting Donald Cerrone, not Donald Cerrone, excuse me, Nate Diaz is fighting, um, Anthony Pettis, so that's a fucking exciting fight, talk about 170, that is a fight we're gonna talk about up next, we'll talk about that one up next, fuck the rest of the things, um, but what I was gonna say was, um, you know, like, it's like beating a dead bush, basically, calling for a Connor fight, if you're not a Nate Diaz, if you're not a Cowboy Cerrone, if you're not a Habib Romagomedov, if you're not a Jose Aldo, no, you're not getting that fight. I'm sorry. Maybe Dustin Poirier, but you're not you're not gonna be uh like a who who called Connor Outreach? Uh, P- Peter Yan, I think. Peter Yan, I, I never even said that name in my life. I never even heard myself say that name. But Peter Yan calling for a fight with Connor on Ariel show last week. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? You don't even speak English. You're a Russian. But if Connor's fighting any Russian, he's going to be fighting the the, the lightweight champion of the world, Habib Nurmagomedov. Not going to be fighting some other dude. So let's close the books on that one. So um, like I said, dude, it's just fucking stacked. I mean, there's a couple names that I haven't even mentioned that are popping at 170. Leon Edwards. Look what his brother did in Bellator, though, by the way. Fabian fucking Edwards. Jesus, fuck. Bellator's been having some serious knockouts lately. So has PFL. I mean, all these fighters, all these fights have been it's just been getting so good. It's so hard to dabble in all just one, put all my eggs in one basket, invest all my time in the UFC. Because as these fights are starting to get better, I'm capturing attention. I'm an MMA fan, I'm a martial artist, I'm an enthusiast for the sport, and everything's just advancing, honestly. I'm just more interested and invested in the sport, and, on you know, there's a lot more fights on. It's just so overwhelming to watch, because, you know, it's it's that constant battle. You don't know, we don't know how it's going to be. Like I said, we don't know if UFC is going to be on the same time as Bellator or PFL is going to be on the same time. No, we don't know. The scheduling conflict. Maybe if it was on one, one was on Thursday, PFL, Friday, Bellator, Saturday, UFC, Sunday, we can fuck off and, and, um, contemplate everything that happened during the week and stuff and think about it on the weekend or something like that. I don't know. Uh, but there's just like a lot of MMA gone. So it's really hard for me to focus on a lot of things. So I apologize. Like really, if I don't, you know, I haven't been on and had that fire burning to absolutely cover every single thing, but that's not the case here. We talk about the things that make the news. We talk about things that are history potential, like next exciting thing. We'll talk about the Pettis fight pretty soon, but I wanted to talk about former UFC light heavyweight champion, uh, ultimate fighter winner at heavyweight, Sugar Rashad Evans being inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame, which was pretty cool to wake up to. Not, I didn't just learn this today, but when, I, when it was originally announced and shit, I looked and I saw that on my phone when I woke up and I was like, that's a fucking great move. I mean, you got Michael Bisping in there now. You got Shogun and Dan Henderson. You got um, you got uh, Chuck Liddell, obviously Tito, uh, Randy. You got all the Hall of Famers, man. But you got, I mean, BJ Penn too. I mean, you got some solid people in the Hall of Fame. I mean, 
There's a lot of great Hall of Famers. There's a lot of uh, fantastic fights, a lot of fighters that have been long deserving, but none other than Rashad Evans, man. Because in the very beginning, when I first started watching mixed martial arts, claiming that I had gotten some motivation from these fighters, you know, there was a top list of fighters, but there was only... There was a top list of fighters that motivated me and I learned from early on watching like Chuck Liddell, Hoist Gracie, Tito. I mean, Tito too, more more, more so motivation, but I feel like in depth, my heart connected a lot more with Rashad because Rashad was one of the first guys that I ever watched and I've still been watching him since day one. Mm. Since the ramp, all the rampage, the rampage fight, the fights with John Jones. I mean, we dominated Phil Davis when he beat Dan Chael Sonnen. I mean, rampage. That rampage fight was fun because of the Ultimate Fighter fight, the Ultimate Fighter um show when they hated each other was bad beef. That shit was awesome. That was crazy, dude. I love that. Those were those were the days when Rashad and Rampage, Ultimate Fighter, Ryan Bader on the Ultimate Fighter. I mean, all the crazy house parties. A drunk dude. That drunk dude was that the same Ultimate Fighter? I don't know if that was the same one. I might have two of them confused, but you know, I'm just mentioning common events in there. That's the thing. That's crazy though, dude. Like, uh, what is it? I mean, Rashad definitely deserves it. I mean, he's had a bunch of fights in the UFC. He's knocked out some of the best fighters in the world. I mean, his knockout over Chuck Liddell back in that day, back in the day, it, it meant a lot more. I'm like, dude, you just beat the dude. You're the dude now. And obviously, he went on to win the light heavyweight title. I mean, lost it to Machida. But back then, Machida was like undefeated fighter, unstoppable. I mean, they called it the Machida era. Machida was unstoppable at that point. He had a style that a lot of people could not figure out. And you would just get lull into his game, and he would, you couldn't catch him. You couldn't figure him out. And it was game over for anybody that fought Machida. So unfortunately, Rashad, you know, Lost the title by knockout. First knockout loss. First loss of his career against Machida. But, you know, Rashad went on to win several more fights. You need, obviously, you know, Dan Henderson fight was fun. It was a close fight. Um, I mean, I didn't really like the John Jones fight because of the bad beef. And I just didn't, didn't like to see one of my favorite fighters in that kind of position because, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to see them focusing on the fight and having people more so talk about the fight more the more than the rivalries and stuff like that, but they were from the same camp and all, and all that. Obviously, the training and trainers and you know John Rashad came to that camp a long time. That was kind of along the ways when he departed from Jackson's after that. So he started to you know merge into all the Black Zillions former gym that he trained at, and then Henry Hooved and all that. So. Rashad's had a long and historic career, obviously. I mean, he's been in the UFC for well over 10 years, for sure. Like, one of the first, I mean, he fought at fucking heavyweight. I mean, I was going to say one of the first guys, you know, to win, fight in multiple weight classes. You know, he was. I mean, he fought at a heavyweight down, all the way down to 185 pounds. So, I mean, Rashad, Rashad was a real deal. He's still, obviously, well, obviously he retired now, but I was going to say he still is. But, you know, Rashad was definitely early early on one of the first people still is you know i really really connected to him you know his dedication the way he was honest and open about everything that he talked about win or lose how he was feeling you know the emotions get to you you're emotionally connected to these people i mean we've seen these fighters at 
the best of their career as well as the worst. And as fans and as people that are severely dedicated to this kind of sport, it's really, um, you know, it, it, it's really heartwarming to see something or see someone, you know, be able to accomplish something or achieve something that they just long deserved, like the Hall of Fame. It's not easy to get into the Hall of Fame. You, you've got to really put your stamp in and put years and years and years and time and effort and blood, tears, sweat, pain, anxiety, depression, feeling lonely, strict diets, all that. You have to put everything, training, hard training, in to be known as one of the greatest fighters of all time or one of the greats like Rashad did. Rashad has done that. Um, he's doing great along uh, on the desk. Um, he did great on the UFC on Fox desk back when the UFC had um, their deal with Fox. Um, as an analyst, Rashad's great too. And, you know, on the ESPN desk, I think that's what he's doing now. Um, but he's done great on that too. So, you know, congrats to Rashad Evans. That really was a heartwarming thing to see that because definitely one of the, you know, probably the top guy that I really, really, you know, started to post, you know, post Rashad Evans quotes. And you know, I never used to post quotes with, uh, with fighter quotes, not at least not back in the day like that. So if I really posted a quote like that, that meant it must have meant a lot to me. So that really did mean a lot. So congrats to Rashad Evans um, from Rashad Evans to another superstar, or should I say superstars as promised, as I said we were talking about that motherfucking Pettis versus Nate Diaz fight. What a fight that's going to be. It's like, we've thought about this fight a long time ago. We've thought about it before. This has crossed our minds several times. Since Pettis beat Melendez, you know, the backstage brawl. Not the backstage brawl, excuse me. Um, you know, there's been some run-ins between Diaz and Pettis. A lot of hardcore fight fans remember. I remember, obviously. There's been a couple of times. Um, but this is a huge fight. And the UFC tends to do it big um, around um, International Fight Week. So we're going to get, I mean, summer two, summer 2019 is going to be hot in a good way. A lot of fights, a lot of big fights, big fights, a lot of shit is going to happen. A lot of great, amazing fights are going to go down. A lot of big things are going to happen the rest of this year. The UFC tends to do it big. We're, we're going to get a lot. So it's not even that far away. That's the thing. I mean, Cowboy versus Tony Ferguson, man, Poirier versus Khabib, Kamaru versus Colby. Um, Steep A versus Daniel Cormier too. John versus Tiago Santos. Amanda Nunes, Holly Holm. I'm gonna get an orgasm talking about all these fantastic fights that are coming up, dude. <laughs> but damn, it's fucking crazy. A lot of interesting fights coming up. Really excited for it. I can't wait. Um, Nate Diaz hasn't fought since yes two two, so it's almost been like three. I think it's been three years since he's fought. Um, but he did originally was slated to come back against Dustin Poirier. That didn't happen. Um, Poirier got injured, and I think Nate got injured after that or something like that. I don't, I don't know what the fuck happened. But um, after that, you know, we didn't really hear from Nate Diaz. And I've got to be honest, as a hometown, um, obviously Nate Diaz is the same hometown as I am, basically originally from the same place, in a way, basically. Um, well, 209 represent, that's all i got to say. Um... 
But for Nate Diaz and the Diaz brothers, they've had a history of being offered fights and turning them down, not taking fights. So for a long time, for us fans, we thought either Nate Diaz is going to come back for a Connor fight or not at all. He's not going to come back and fight anyone else. He's made enough money in his career. He's fought all the best guys. He's fought for the title. And he's won the ultimate fighter. He's won in multiple weight classes as well. Um, and Nate Diaz is an all-around bad motherfucker. So, so is his brother, Nick Diaz. Go train at the gym in the near future. That might be one of the targets to do. Um, but, you know... It's like you never know if you're going to really get these fights. People call out Nate Diaz. It's it's like a, a, a dead, like you're beating, beating a dead bush, calling out Connor. When you know it's not going to be that easy just by calling Connor out. Everyone wants to fight Connor. Everyone wants to, everyone wants to fight Nate Diaz. No, that's not going to work. It's so annoying to hear people ask for those fights. And when we know deep down those people aren't going to get them. If you're, like I said, I'm serious. If you if you're not Donald Cerrone, Khabib Nurmagomedov, Dustin Poirier, Max Holloway, or any of these top-tier people, I guarantee you, you will not get a title shot at that weight class. Unless you do something that really gets the other party's attention. You may be that lucky guy to get Connor's attention, but no, you're not. It's so annoying. I hate it so much. But, um, it's, like I said, just why waste your time? You just want to fight. Call out someone that makes sense. Call out something that you don't have to sit back and have training camp and have a fucking anxiety attack thinking about whether or not you're going to get called. You call out Connor, that's you just hear crickets in the background. UFC is not going to get back to you. If you call out a guy that's in the same weight class as you that's actually going to fight, and you know for sure this guy's gonna show up like a like a like a normal fight like a normal fight for you like how Pettis wanted to fight Wonder Boy at welterweight they made that fight happen Kamaru Colby Tyron Robbie you know normal fights I don't know why I listed those ones specifically <laughs> I could have listed a lot better normal fights just like a, no, normal cards that's how the UFC builds their cards they have all these cards with normal fights main events co-main events main cards the main cards are the best fights they're, they're intended to be the most viewed fights and the fights that everyone wants to see and the best fights on there I'm not saying the rest of them aren't but you know the ones that want they want to be showstoppers they put on the main card so that's what they do but, um, yeah, I mean, Nate Diaz and Pettis, exciting fight. It's a stylistically interesting fight because Pettis' style um, is so, I mean, at 172, I mean, he's going to have a lot more power, a lot more movement. He's going to be a lot more healthier. He has nasty head kicks, nasty body kicks, nasty leg kicks, and nasty strikes as well. I mean, he can hurt you. He can knock you out. I mean, he knocked Wonder Boy out with the punch at 170. Nate Diaz is a gamer as well. For sure. Always comes in shape. Always has a great gas tank. Constant pressure. He's always moving forward. Can take a huge shot. Um, also put the pressure on you uncomfortably like he did at Connor in their first fight and second fight. And, you know, that's just the style of Nate Diaz. He comes forward. He smells blood. He's going to get in your face. Obviously taunt you throughout the fight and point at you. 
um, Nate Diaz you, basically. He's going to do what he needs to do to get in your head if need be. If you can get in your head, good. If you can't, then it's not going to be a good night for Nate Diaz. But, you know, Nate Diaz is also great on his back, and so is, so is Pettis. So if you think if this fight gets on the ground, what's going to happen? I mean, you look at it from a striker versus striker paradise. You know, it's like a striking matchup. It's going to be a fan-favorite striking fun fight on the feet. But if it goes to the ground, what's going to happen? That's going to be interesting to see. I can't wait. That's going to be a hell of a fight. I sincerely hope that fight's going to happen. I'm smoking. I'm going to smoke some real quick. Um, I just dropped like $200 on weed recently. And I, I bought a, a vape pen too, but like that's for when you're on the go. Like <coughs> we don't have like the, like when you're on the go and stuff or you have the luxury of sitting back, kicking your feet up, loading up your pipe, or rolling the joint full of weed. I mean, the whole smell thing is the part that gets me. Otherwise, I'd smoke everywhere. I don't like to attract negative attention. And also, it's, I, don't, I don't know, it's just, it just takes too long. And it smells and it attracts attention. And I'm not all about attracting negative attention. So the pen for me, using the vape, um, definitely gets the job done. Definitely higher THC levels for sure. <laughs> Jesus cooking Christ. But I think I've gotten used to them after a while. So, like, I've just been smoking actual weed. But those clubs are so fucking expensive. I mean, I, I mean, I don't argue with the prices. That's kind of the prices I personally expect to pay. I think we should for top-tier weed. This depends on the type of weed you smoke. Me, I've, I've told multiple people this so many times. It's like me... Weed is an adult candy store. If you have an uh, if you have a really open mind and you are the type of person that's open to new things and you're open to trying new things or doing new things, and you have that really explore. Ex I don't know what the word is. Adventurous and adventurous. If you're an adventurous kind of person, basically. That's, that's kind of how it is. If you're, ooh, look at this one. Look at that one. I'm going to try this one. I'm going to try that one. That's how I am when it comes to weed. I just like to experiment, basically. It's like a mental experiment. You get to pick all these different kinds of weed, which I did, and take them all home, smoke them, and get high, obviously. But um, there's effects from them, obviously. And what I mean by that is that like, you get high, some people get paranoid, I can't describe the feeling, but for me, I noticed that it definitely does make me focus, like, there's no other distractions, there's no other thing that I'm going to be doing, other than the one thing that I'm doing, if need be, like, obviously, I can do a bunch of things, like, talk to someone on the phone, and, and, and watch TV, or be outside, and do all these other different things, but, like, solidly in tune, when it's in tune, is something like, a, like, a homework assignment, or a job assignment, or, or, like, I don't know, whatever else that you can do, I stay in tune and focused. But what I was originally going to say is like, I've probably only been smoking for probably about like four or five years, honestly. Maybe, maybe four, yeah. Yeah, four or five. How old am I? 18. Yeah, since 18, 18 years old. Well, legally, I think, yeah, 18. Yeah, it's about to be like five years. I need to stop second guessing myself. 
Usually my my calculations are correct. I should start getting back into math because I feel like I've been doing a lot more math, my numbers, paying attention to numbers solidly when it comes to money and paychecks and all that. So I figured that my calculations and stuff that I've been doing, I can go back and do that. This is like totally digressing, but I do not give a fuck right now. Um, But I mean, the only problems I've really had with math is just the fact that there's so many fucking numbers and you've got to connect them. You got to add them. You got to subtract them. And you got a time limit for all this stuff. You got to get graded for the shit. And it's like, come on, man. I just want to be free. I mean, that's how it is with college. I mean, it's like you go, you go to college and you take classes for shit you want to do or something you want to become later on. And you have the pressures of passing each and every one of those classes. Me, it's like, I want to put everything into one thing rather than putting it all into little things and stressing about them in all different ways. Oh, I passed, I passed history, science, and, uh, English, but the one loss you got in your record is math. Dude, math's gonna hold you back. I suck at math. Just all the connecting numbers and all the thinking, all the adding and all, math's not for me. I, I, I take back what I said about it. I only care about math if it comes to spending money, if you feel me, if you catch my flow that's what the kids say um but yeah going back to the weed thing at four or five years dude that that's it feels like forever but it's not dude there's so much shit out there to smoke so many different types so many different amazing types the recent one that i bought was um watermelon zittles i think it's zittles it's supposed to be skittle i don't know i call it skittles watermelon skittles but doesn't the name just sound inviting doesn't it i mean it's like it's like like i said an adult candy store you got these weird and exotic names to these products it's gonna make people want to try like blueberry yum yum or something or raspberry kush or something is there really such thing as that raspberry i didn't even think about that i just like um I just, like, mentioned something that I could potentially, like, want to see and look up and try. It's just, like, there's so many weeds out there. I don't know which one to pick. I've been wanting to try CBD oil, too. I mean, Joe Rogan talks about it all the time. Shout out to Joe Rogan. Best fucking man on the planet. Definitely is Oprah for men. And women, obviously. I don't know of any men that watch Oprah, but I know of men that watch Joe Rogan. And I've heard more so than have it that joe rogan show is the only podcast that they've listened to or currently listened to that's the only one they t- they listen to and relate to and stuff i mean joe joe's taught me so much shit listening to his podcast got my mind truly thinking about everything that i could potentially you know be thinking about because i've i thought about a lot of stuff in my life but you know he's allowed me to explore other avenues and learn about other different things, pay attention to other different things, events, you know, scientific things, mind, you know, things relating to your mind, your health, your fitness, all these other things, because his, his show is so a wide variety of different kinds of guests and stuff, along with great MMA sport, MMA podcasts as well. Uh, it's like a mixture. So it, you know, a lot of people will listen to it because they want to hear him talk about fights and they like the way he talks about them and breaks them down and shit like that. You know, that's how I was originally, too, when I first tried listening to it. I never used to listen to Joe, Joe Rogan show. 
like the Joe Rogan experience, but I call it the Joe Rogan show. But um, and you know, all of a sudden I started listening. I'm like, dude, this is actually pretty fucking interesting. And that goes back to what I was saying about um, um, explore your mind being so you're willing to explore, travel. And for me, I think the mind's an amazing thing. I think that everyone should explore their minds. I think that everybody should uh. Like, you know, should utilize your, your mind and, you know, realize what you truly can do when you, when, when you have access to other parts of your mind that you never knew you had, as in like, you know, exploring different areas or different fields or being interest, introduced to new things that you never liked. It could be something that you've seen before, but you never thought you would do it. But when you do it, you're just like, wow, why didn't I do this sooner? That's like exactly the way I felt when I was listening to Joe's show. I mean, I've had a lot of different experiences in my life where I, I have something and I don't realize how fucking awesome it is till later on. And it's like, you know, that's a common trait within a lot of people though. It's not a good thing, but you know, better late than never, right? You can basically allude to that and say that. That's how I feel about it. Better late than never. But um, yeah, Joe's Joe's show is amazing. I listen to mostly every single one that podcast I listen to. I mean, I, that's, I listen to mostly every every one that he has every week. I'll skip a couple of them if they don't really seem too interesting, which is probably a bad habit. I gotta listen. To, I gotta get in the habit of listening to all of them. But you know, there's specific ones that you know get so much more interesting and stuff. And I gotta make sure I I listen to every single one of them. They get me through my days at work and stuff like that too. So it makes it it makes it a lot better for me. Definitely, it definitely does. Like especially when you you're at work and you're doing a lot of hard stuff and you're moving. I mean, I'm always moving around when I'm at work, so it kind of makes makes a great time and day for me when I listen to when I listen to <laughs> Joe Rogan's podcast. But yeah, back to the weed thing. We we keep going back to the weed thing. Yeah, it's like it's awesome to buy all these different types and stuff. I mean, this one, like I said, was watermelon Skittles, but. I didn't just get one though. Like I said, if you remember me talking earlier, I said I got multiple types. I got this um, popular one that I've seen a lot of. I think I've seen in the line when I went to the weed shop. There were two people in line that got green crack. If you heard of it, green crack, it was all right. I mean, I say the watermelon Skittles one was the best, but the thing is, I got um, I got the there's one that I got was a lower grade one. I forgot what it's called. I think I have the jar. Let me see. Um, it's not in here. Where the fuck is it? I think it's in my drawer. I don't want to get it. Um, but, yeah, there's like three different types of weed. And, you know, for me, I get so high sometimes. It's like, I want to experiment. I want to try. Let me try this. Let me do this. Let me do that. I was like, I just combine them all together. But it still gets me high. That's the thing. I don't give a fuck. As long as I get high. I'm not, like exotically crazy about types of weed as long as it gets you high and you're productive i want to be productive i want to be talking i want to be focused like i am now it makes you focused it makes me in tune i noticed that serious i don't know what the fuck it is if you combine it or is, is there something to it or something like that and speaking of cbd and weed and stuff like that um i am trying to get my one this is a very interesting guy. I don't even fucking know his name. That's a, that's a huge shame. But we've been talking on Twitter for a while. Um, I think I don't know if he followed me or I followed him or something, and I got in contact with him, and we talked for a little bit. 
and try to get him on the podcast. I've just had some scheduling conflicts and, you know, been real busy, haven't been really to find a set date, you know, I've been busy. Um, it's been raining, obviously no excuses and bullshit like that, but I'm just been real busy and, you know, haven't had time and been going, doing a lot of personal things, taking care of a lot of things on my end. So it's, it's hard to have a sit down interview with a guest. And today I was able to squeak it in because I woke up real early when everyone's sleeping and, you know, obviously wanting to get on and talk because it's like, I'm not going to have time because there's constant people around and, you know, you can't have time to sit down in your studio, wherever the fuck you do your podcast, studio, kitchen table, your garage, whatever the hell he is. I can't tell you guys where I do mine, but my fucking setup is badass. Um, but yeah, it's like, you don't get, sometimes you don't have the time to sit down and do it. That's why it's, it's, when you see people that have time to do them, you got to respect them because damn, they must work real hard to be able to have time to do their podcasts and stuff. And, you know, it's all about scheduling too. So you got to have the proper scheduling and stuff. And that's what I've been kind of focusing on doing it. Maybe I'll switch it from Mondays to Fridays. Therefore, I don't have to feel too pressured to do it when everyone else does it. I feel on Friday, Friday's the one day I have off. Well, one of the main days I have off of the week, only day of the week that I have off, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I don't have, I have off occasionally. Most of the time I do some, some occasions I don't, but that, I mean, there's shit to talk about as a thing. I can't hold it back. So if I'm busy, I'll squeak time in and stuff. I'll find a time to sit down and talk about these things. But yeah, it's really fucking crazy. I mean. I've been so busy. Um, obviously, there's been like a lot of other things too. I mean, that shit fires burning like crazy, man. I cannot wait. Um, what it is to to go? I mean, the thing is, the problem I've had when it comes to combat sports and you know gyms and all that, just finding a place where I can feel comfortable, where they can, you know, we can vibe together. We can learn from each other. We can we obviously can teach me, but teach progressively. Cause I, I issued a, I wrote a huge statement on my Facebook the other day about the fight game and obviously the dangers and all that. We've seen some crazy, we've seen the craziest shit happen in these sports, like from injuries. I mean, Sage Northcutt's face got fractured and like eight different places or something, some crazy shit like that. But he lost in like 29 seconds and he got fucked up off a punch, got knocked out in 29 seconds. But that one punch fucked his whole, not, it didn't fuck his whole face up. He still looks fucking amazing. Um, but like it, it, it fucked him up inside, like his jaw and his, his, um, his facial fractures and stuff like that. And he had to have a nine hour surgery off one punch, 29 second loss, one punch knockout, you gotta be fucking crazy, this, this, this sport's fucking crazy, so, I kind of alluded to that fact that I knew about the, that, the sport's crazy and stuff like that, and, um, I know the injuries that come with it and stuff, but you guys know me, right? I'm, I've, I've, I've been a, I'm a competitor, I love the sport, I, I mean, obviously, I really want, I mean, obviously, I want to get in there and train it, train more than I have, I just haven't had the time over the years, a couple of years, you know, I've been going through a lot of different things on my end when it comes to the show, when it comes to work, when it comes to all these other different things. Normal people, we all have a lot of schedules and we get busy as fuck. And a lot of shit happens in our lifetime. So it's like, it's so fucking hard to do a lot of shit sometimes. You gotta have a structured schedule for things to make sense. So 
that's what I was saying, like finding a home for me to go and train at, you know, get better, work on my boxing, work on my kickboxing, work on my everything. I want to work on everything because I want to be prepared in all areas for every single thing. Because I know I can do these things. And my personality, like I said, was it's, I have an addictive personality in a good way, in a, product, in a productive way. So a productive way, definitely, I do. I have a great mindset for it, obviously. Um, but I just, you know, wanted to get a lot of good workouts. And I actually want to go train and learn from some of the best fighters and you know some of the best coaches in the world so that's going to be something i'm really really excited for because i'm so passionate about the sport and this this sports the sport that created me it saved me on multiple occasions well not on multiple occasions not like i was fighting for my life or something like that's not what i was talking about but like it it gave me a purpose because it's something i'm so passionate about and because of the sport, it, it, it prompted me to launch a podcast to the point where I could talk about it. But now everybody has podcasts. They're everywhere. So that's the new thing. That's your own platform. The podcasts give you an opportunity to talk about whatever you want with whoever you want with no strings, no filter for the most part, unless you're like on a network, unless you don't have your own, unless you have your own private one or you, you're on a, a a network you know it doesn't censor stuff you talk about whatever the fuck you want as long as it's not controversial or you know hate crime you're talking about hating or anything like you know you know obviously violation violation of terms and shit like that you know there's a lot of bad things a lot of offensive things you could do on a podcast and as as so i use my platform to talk about miss martial arts and anything else i mean i've asked multiple people to come on but everyone's just so nervous and shy like oh i've never been on a podcast before i don't know what it's gonna be like i'm gonna be like it's gonna be exactly like the same as you're talking to me right now just the fact you're gonna be um recorded on top of the fact that anybody in the world can listen to our interviews not our interviews it's not even an interview dude that's like the stupidest thing you know that, that's what I also learned from Joe Rogan was like, dude, I'm not going to be like, so I'm not going to have a list of questions to fucking ask, ask a person. I mean, obviously, if it's like a fighter and you're like an Ariel Helwani, no one's like Ariel Helwani, though, by the way. Now, he has questions that he asked, which is like he asked really good questions. He, he knows how to ask really good questions. So shout out to fucking Helwani. He knows how to ask really 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 good questions but you don't want to have your podcast all okay so do you think you're going to win this fight with this guy why or why not it's not like that don't sound scripted don't be non-genuine be genuinely have a conversation it's not about struck i mean structure is very important that's what i mean but it's not about being super scripted to where it sounds weird like, you just sit down and have a conversation and put a fucking recorder in front of you and you'll hear it's it's the same thing. You just have conversations and stuff and, you know, it's it's an exciting thing. It's an exciting time. It's exciting times for a lot of people with talent, with a lot of people who want to get themselves out there. When it comes to the music industries, when it comes to famous athletes or famous actors or actresses or musicians or scientists, anybody around the world, Marvel super fans or anybody, everyone has a podcast now. It, it's something that, that has um, gone viral. In our today's our today's generation, you know, podcasts are a thing that people listen to now. Um, it went from like audiobooks, you know, uh, listening to things on tape, listening to CDs, MP3s, iPods, um, to podcasts. You know, 
I started listening to podcasts back in, um, what was it like? When I was in high school. So I'm thinking like 10th grade, 10th, 11th. Funny, funny thing is the first couple podcasts I listened to were uh, actually the Fighter and the Kid podcast with Brendan Schaub. Um, now he has Below the Belt as well too. So Brendan Schaub's a fantastic. Uh, but yeah, Fighter and the Kid podcast, I got introduced from a, uh, a teacher, a teacher's assistant, you know, we were real close. We talked about, uh, I've talked about him along like a couple times on this podcast, but I wished I could have had him on, but and just unfortunately never panned out to be, it was in high school. So it was a long ass time ago. Um, I, I, I kept in contact every so often and stuff, but this, this dude, this dude was very passionate about the sport too. So I tried to get him on one time. Um, but yeah, he introduced me to it. And ever since then I started listening to it and, you know, the story told itself from then on. There's so much other things to, uh, you know, there's so many other things to do still. So, like, the story's not over or anything else like that. But ever since then, man, the history told itself. I mean, I've been stuck on fight. Stuck on fighting since day one. It's a, it's a constant addiction of mine because it. there's no ending to it. What I mean by that is like you can constantly get better. I mean, we see athletes who have been fighting for 10 years plus, 40 plus fights look better than ever, and they've always looked better than ever. There, there's no, I mean, you can constantly evolve. That's what's so fantastic about jujitsu, boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai. You learn new techniques, new drills, new ways of training, new methods, new helpful things that can help improve your way of training. I mean, you you don't just get to one level and you're fucking amazing. It's not like a video game. You've reached maximum power. No, there's no maximum power when it comes to that. What it is, is the fact that you can constantly evolve and there's opportunities and ways and training and gyms and people you can train with to get better and learn new techniques and do these things do that a b c d e f and i've always been passionate about it since day one and i will constantly keep going till the day i die so i enjoy it something i really 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 am passionate about definitely damn we're at 53 minutes here on episode 185 of the G Meeker MMA show. Um, a couple more things I want to talk about on today's podcast. Recently announced, Max Holloway will take on Frankie Edgar in defending his title at 145 pounds. Max Holloway, the reigning defending UFC featherweight champion, coming off a loss at 155 pounds to interim champ Dustin Poirier. No shame in that. Poirier is like one of the only guys to beat Max Holloway twice. I think the only guy to beat Max Holloway twice. He's beaten him early on in his UFC debut by a straight on bar submission. For, I think it was like first round or so. I was not mistaken, but Max hung in there with Dustin. Obviously, he took a lot of Dustin's best shots. Dustin did look like the bigger man there at 155 pounds. He didn't no- noted. He did say 155 is getting harder to make. I mean, at that point, he was saying that about 145 pounds. But I mean, right now, I want to see Dustin versus Khabib, and I want to see how that spans out and how he looks against him before any other talks moving up. But um, what what was it? Fuck, I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, so Max, Max, um, obviously took a lot 
took a lot of shots in that fight, took a lot of damage, more damage than we've seen Max take in his in his career, like, at least like to my knowledge. But it's interesting to see how he comes back because he's not just coming back against anyone. I mean, I mean, it, it, I kind of wish it didn't happen. I'm happy Poirier won the belt, but I don't want to see Max lose because it's crazy as fuck to think about. But it's like Max, Max's long streak was snapped. Not only did he lose, and that's the part I didn't really hear myself say it out loud, that Max's winning streak is now, it's ended, but he's still the champion. I mean, there's still benefits to this whole thing. I mean, he he took the fight, he took a chance, he put his his, his uh, winning streak on the line, his pride, anything else that happened with it on the line. And, you know, obviously Poirier being who Poirier is, looked fucking better than ever. And, you know, he looked absolutely amazing. That was one of the most exciting performances of Poirier's career. You know, tactically, the way he was able to beat Max and, you know, not get sucked into something that he normally wouldn't have. He looked good. He hung in there. Obviously, Poirier looked fantastic, and I'm really, 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 really hoping to see Poirier versus Khabib. I hope they make that fight happen. I'm real curious to see how Khabib handles Poirier. I'm really curious to see how Poirier can handle the nonstop grappling, the nonstop pressure of Khabib, suffocating pressure, obviously. In Abu Dhabi, obviously, he's coming back. Um, you know, momentum's on his side. He hasn't been getting injured too much as of late, so we'll see Khabib back sooner than later against Poirier, and hopefully that fight does happen. So for for Max, Max is fighting Frankie Edgar, another guy with pressure, comes forward all the time. Um, that's a fight that we've all been wanting to see for quite some time, and that's a fight that's been made a couple times. Um, both men have fallen prone to injuries on both times and stuff like that, and unfortunately we haven't seen that fight. It's been talked about two other times max says his third time third time's a charm hopefully we get to see this fight happen and um i think it's going to be an excellent fight you know i try to erase the poirier loss out of my mind for max to get a clear view of how he's going to handle it a lot of people don't think that you know it's a good thing he's fighting you know he's fighting a great guy a great competitor a great fighter former champion frankie edgar it's not an easy fight on any means whatsoever. So it's going to be interesting to see how he handles it, how he handles the pressure. I mean, we've had these talks before. We've talked about this fight before. So it's not going to be any different. The only thing that's going to be different is the people and their minds and how they're perceiving Max after his loss to Poirier. Is, it going to, is he going to lose? Is he going to look more human in his fight against Frankie Edgar because of his Poirier loss? Or is Max going to come back and be the normal Max Holloway that he is at his weight class, where he's the big man, where it's his weight class, where he's the kingpin? And, he, you know, he was fighting a hungry-ass guy, a hungry-ass competitor in Dustin Poirier. So, mind you, Dustin, I knew Dustin was going to win that fight because, I just, dude, the dedication, the grit, the determination every single day, talking about the same goal in mind to be a champion – that he's one step away from ending that. 25 minutes to make his life fair. Or less, depending on if he finishes his next fight. Better late than never, or, you know, better to get an early finish. I mean, it's going to be a fight against Khabib, very likely. So it's going to involve a lot of grappling. Any fight that has Khabib is going to involve a lot of grappling. So one, one more time, back to Max. Um... 
I think he will do good. I think he will come back and, and obviously look better than ever. Those Hawaiians have a fighting spirit. They could fight every other week if they could. I mean, look at BJ Penn. He's been fighting for a long time. And we'll talk about that one real quick after that. And I think we'll get out of here on that note. Um, and then we'll look forward to anything else that comes within the next couple weeks. But, um, yeah, I think I, these Hawaiians have some serious fighting spirit. Um, they really do come to fight each and every time. And I think that, you know, obviously the time this went by, a lot of times went by since he, Max had has had the ability to heal up. I don't think he's taking fights back to back to back like that. It's not like he was rocked and wobbled on multiple occasions, you know, dropped and, you know, like Czech Congo, Pat Berry kind of knockdowns or brutally beaten down and dropped. You know, think of the Junior Dos Santos versus Kane fight, the second fight. The one where Junior's just absolutely beaten down. It's not like he got beaten down. He did land some good shots in. He got some good shots in on Poirier. He did real good against Poirier, too. I mean, he hung in there, like I said. It wasn't like he was outclassed completely. Like, oh, you don't belong in there at all. It was a featherweight champion against a surging lightweight contender looking to wrap a belt around his waist. So there's no shame in losing that. He went up a weight class. He took a chance. Oh, well, back down 145 pounds. The streak of winning at featherweight continues. So essentially, I think we can rebrand what I just said earlier about the whole streak ending. I don't feel like it's ended because he took a fun fight at 155. Same thing can be said about Connor. If Connor was on a crazy winning streak or anything else like that, and and he was on like a 10 fight win streak, he goes over, crosses over to boxing, excuse me, um, and fights Floyd Mayweather, loses like he did, comes back to MMA and wins at MMA, keeps going, keeps going, keeps going, and looks good. That could arguably be be the same thing as Max, but it's obviously in the same sport that he lost. He just lost the weight class up. Max can go back down and look good against these guys. He can look good against Volganovsky. He can look good against Frankie Edgar. He can look good against the rest of the division. It's just a matter of your weight class. Weight class truly does matter. It really does matter. That's for sure. Um, but from one Hawaiian to another former UFC welterweight and former UFC lightweight champion, BJ Penn, fought last at UFC 234. Oh, is it two, yeah, 234? Wait, was it, what, what was the last? The Brazil card. Jessica Andrade versus Rosenam Yunus, that card. So BJ Penn fights against Clay Guida. I thought it was going to be a fight between, you know, Clay Guida, who's this big scrappy caveman-looking guy who's always bouncing around. Another guy with a lot of energy, always in your face. I thought Clay would initiate the takedowns. And he, when he did initiate the takedowns in this fight, BJ Penn did have good takedown defense. And the thing that impressed me, as crazy as it is to be able to talk about this and mention it right now, and the words coming out of my mouth as we're speaking um was the fact that Penn did not look bad I mean Penn is winless in his last seven fights and he hasn't won since 2010 motherfuckers 2000 and fucking 10 goodness fucking gracious dude that is the longest time without winning a fight he hasn't it's not like he hasn't competed since 2010 he hasn't won He's taken unnecessary damage in some of those fights. There's some fights I are questionable why he took those. But he's BJ Penn. Like I said, these Hawaiian fighters come to fight. They have heart of hearts of a lion for days. Hawaiians have nine lives. They are not human. But BJ Penn did not look bad in that fight. But he did, in a way. He didn't, but he did. 
It's not like he got stopped in the first round. He went to decision, and he looked good. He just was slow. He was tired. He got tired. And you saw those little uppercuts he kept landing and shit. I thought he was going to knock him out when he did that, dude. I was going to scream at the top of my lungs. And I would have probably lost my voice if he would have knocked him out with one of those little mini uppercuts. The only thing he had wrong with this one was cardio. Cardio issue. That's an easy work. If he does whatever the fuck he did in this camp, plus more cardio training or whatever it is, better cardio. He just brings everything that he did in this fight to the next fight with cardio. And he doesn't slow down. He lands good shots. He picks his shots wisely. He utilizes everything he needs to utilize. The clinch, wrestling, striking when he needs to, takedowns when he needs to, jiu-jitsu when he needs to. If he puts it all together and he has cardio, as crazy as it is, I genuinely believe that we can see another impressive performance. Just put him against a guy that's not that good. Put him against a guy that just fucking sucks. Just, just for the fans' sake. Don't put him against a Clay Guida. Don't put him against a Yair Rodriguez. Don't put him against these guys that are going to fuck him up at that age. It's just not smart, and it's not something that I think they should do. Just like they shouldn't have put that guy Cosmo Alexander. I was like Alessandre or something like that, like a fancy. No, it was Cosmo Alexander, but he was like a multiple-time Muay Thai and kickboxing world champion, dude. Like, basically triple the experience of what sage had and he just dude do they fucking test in one championship that's my question that comes out of all this they shouldn't put put him in there with them neither they shouldn't put clay guido in there with bj penn but bj penn did show that he could hang in there i mean fuck he hung in there he kept it up he didn't give up obviously just slowed down that's all it is but he still he he just was tired at the end of it I mean, the other fights, in that case for BJ, he was getting hit. He was getting hit and hurt and battered. Every shot seemed to be crippling. His cut down to 145. Um, why did you do that, BJ Penn? That didn't need to happen. And we don't know what's going on in the background of his life and stuff like that. Obviously, the assault cases, his wife, his restraining orders, and all that other shit, domestic violence and all, whatever BJ Penn's case is that I'm not going to talk about. But there's a lot of obstacles outside of the cage that can hinder your performances, dude. You could just be going through some shit and not win a fight in seven years, dude. It's just, I could never imagine not winning, dude. He has some serious heart and spirit for doing that. So, congrats to BJ Penn for looking good. I do want to see him fight. Just please be smart with this last one. This next one, please be smart with the booking, the matchmaking, and all that. Because I just I just want to see him one more win. Please, one more win and retire after that. I don't want to see any more devastating losses for the one BJ Penn. But that is it. That's all I got to say, man. Hour and six minutes we talked. Pretty interesting conversation. Definitely did meet the performances. Did meet expectations. Definitely was one of my favorite, more favorite ones for this year, for sure. I'm definitely going to be pushing this one. I'm going to post it on the, the my show account as well as my personal account, too. So, um, like I said, thank you guys for joining me here for episode 185 of the G Meeker MMA show. Um, it was a great show. We talked a lot. We covered a lot of stuff. Um, had a lot of fun today. I enjoyed it. Obviously, woke up real early for this one. Still history books we made history today folks first episode that i've ever done this fucking early it's crazy i'm excited 
for the future, for everything else to come with this podcast and all the other things to come with apparel, everything, getting more people tuned in, getting more people excited. It's a main goal, something I've always been wanting to do. And now we've been doing this since 2015. It's 2019. May just went by. March just went by. It's been five years. 2015, 16, 17, 2018. Four and a half, five, pretty pretty much. Basically around five years. Been doing it for that long and still going to be going five years away from being up to Joe Rogan right now. Joe Rogan's like 10 years, I think. 10 years been doing the show, but I've been doing my five Five more years, I'll be where he is. But five more years from now, Joe's going to be at 15 years doing his podcast. So that's the part that's going to be crazy. But like I said, thank you guys for t- joining in, tuning in, supporting. I've been getting a lot more um, traffic on Instagram lately. So I definitely do appreciate that. And um, Twitter, obviously, has been awesome as ever. So I enjoy all the interactions and all the entertainment that I get on social media from everyone and different people and talking to different people, following people, exploring and seeing new people to follow and new talents and stuff. Like I said, what they're doing in all these other organizations and and all these fight organizations is fucking fantastic. So I'm going to catch up on a lot of those and see those fantastic performances. I was doing a lot of that earlier too. So it's really exciting. But, um, you follow me on Twitter at G the King underscore MMA, um, Snapchat the same. Oh no, actually, no, I, I stopped using that account. Follow me at G Meeker underscore MMA on Snapchat, Facebook.com slash Gaby Baby123, Instagram.com slash G the King underscore MMA. And one more thing before we get out of here is if you want to start your own podcast with ease, my suggestion to you would be Anchor Radio. It's easy as one, two, Three. All you need is an account and a password with special characters, a voice, talent, friends, people you can talk to. That's all you literally need. It, it will guide you through everything. Download it in Google Play and iTunes App Store, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Easy. It's it's like the easiest thing ever. They guide you through it. There's a vo- audio voice that guides you through it. It's like a play button and it guides you through it every step of the way. Anchor is the home of my podcast. It's the main server for where my podcast is distributed out to all the other podcast providers that are there. It's easy as fuck though. Like I'm like I'm saying I've been using it since I've been using it for a couple years now. I've been doing the podcast for five years. But before that I was on different servers so it was hard to get distributed to all the other major podcast providers but anchor is the one stop shop for all of your podcasting needs because it is the number one app in my opinion there's no other apps you can podcast with other than anchor that will deliver the way that they do i mean support they have customer service not customer service but you know like if you need help though they're right there I mean, that wasn't like an ad or anything. I'm legitimately like thankful for having that. If I didn't have Anchor, I wouldn't have a podcast. So Anchor Radio, um, follow my podcast on there too or tune in through there if you listen to the podcast through Anchor or wherever else you listen to it. Anchor.fm slash G Meeker MMA show for that. Um, like I said, one more time, Instagram at G Meeker. Uh, G the King underscore MMA. I keep fucking up my my Instagrams. People are gonna get confused. At G the King on Twitter as well. One more time. Facebook.com slash Gibby Baby. One, two, three.
Thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back next week. G the King out, baby. Notice I didn't say G Meeker MMA out, baby, but I don't know. It sounds good either way. So I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye.